Well, speak of the devil, because the way my summers have been lately, I might as well get into the role. And I'm just sitting here on a Sunday on a lazy afternoon. Taxman's taking all my dose, so I might as well do a podcast. And yes, it's the man. He, since he was a kid, he envisioned being an elevator operator, but he realized the profession had so many ups and downs. He wanted something more consistent, so he became a drummer instead of Christmas, Greg. Thank you. And whoever else was supposed to be here isn't, so this is like sort of a quasi-part two to where we Look, left off. up in the subway. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we have plenty of guests ahead, but you know, we can always ramble on for you. And yes, we neglected our Superman thing, because this, this happens after every podcast. Greg or I will always say... Ah, oh, we should have talked about Yeah, we, we always say that. We always forgot. So, what did we forget? We forgot about it's a bird, it's a plane. I think that's the name. The that's musical, the name. That's the, the name. The musical Superman thing from the seventies, which was I don't know, atrocious. I guess is a good word for it. <laughs> well, you think? Okay, wasn't there one too? Did Julie Tamor did did one? I could be wrong. Like a Spider Man one that was like a total, but it was it wasn't even funny because a lot of people got hurt. I on didn't. It. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of people got hurt on that one. Well, that was more recent. That yeah. was like twenty, you know, in this last ten years, yeah. You know, and the like, guy was flying around or something, and he fell or banged into something, or I don't know what. I something. mean, you would think <laughs> by now they would have, uh, in terms of like tack and stuff, how they'd be able to do it. Well, it was a little tough on Broadway. I mean, you know, it's like Peter Pan action with wires and rigs <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> but I don't. I can't remember. See, I remember it's a bird, it's a plane. Never saw it. Have no idea who started it, who started it, or anything else. I, I forget his name. I, I I'd have to look it up. But, um, yeah, it was weird. I mean, I watched some of this stuff, and there's a fight. And while there's a fight, he's singing, you know. And it's like, you know, he just, like, does this thing with, like, raises both arms to punch two guys. And they just kind of fly back. And it's, like, so, like, lame. I've never gotten, like, that's what one, actually one person said to me while she didn't like musicals was, is it, it seems so unnatural. You're doing something, and then you just break out into song. You know, I used to, I used to. I used to like musicals, and then I just sort of fell out of favor with them. I mean, it, it if you're playing in one or you're in the pit, it's kind of fun. But, I mean, to, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. It's kind of like, really, you you, you know, uh, but I don't know. I had a weird one. I saw Tommy recently again, and this got me about in terms of the movie, where it wasn't good or bad in terms of being good or bad. It was just seeing all those rock stars so young. Right. It just really took me aback watching it. I never really actually saw the... I, I don't remember Tina Turner's performance in She's that. The I'm going to have to go back and You look. know, it's not like a great movie. It's like one of those you should just see to see if you're a Who fan. Yeah, I remember I saw it when it came out and I didn't quite get the it. The urban <laughs> legend goes that the whole thing about the monolith and them peeing on who's next. Yeah. It's, it's a middle finger to Stanley Kubrick because they want him to direct Tommy and he won't. Oh. Uh, but nobody's confirmed. But that, that story about the pinball wizard is true. Oh, yeah? Which I found there was a story. I guess there was some critic in England, in London, who was, like, you know, really influential. And when they first brought him the acetate of Tommy, he didn't like it. But Townsend knew he was a huge pinball fan, so they stuck Pinball Wizard in it. Nah. Now, you would think Pete Townsend wouldn't do that, but even in his bio, he says he did it. Yeah. You know, because huh. there's all those urban legends. Sure. 
But isn't it amazing? Oh, this sucks. Oh, he does a song about pinball. Yeah. All right, you're in. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever it takes, I guess, you know. You got to know sometimes, like, promotion and how the Brown knows people. And oh, stuff. yeah. Was like, oh, what's, oh, he likes peanut brittle? Let's bring him some peanut brittle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, like, unfortunately, in the 70s, with some of those DJs liked when they went to doing payola. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, that was quite Look, it's a snowstorm in the studio. <laughs> 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 but you actually how was Cheap Trick Cheap Trick was very very good um, they they surprised me by doing a lot of the you know they did some older stuff um, like they did this one song called Need Your Love that's a, a real favorite of mine and then uh, Big Eyes which was like I would I could have left happy just hearing that song because I love that song it's always like I always have that too like sometimes it's like when they, it's nice they do I think at this point they're comfortable in their careers yeah, they did a couple they'll, of new ones they'll too. do the hits but they know a lot of the fans coming I mean, they're old time fans right do the deep cuts yeah it was definitely an older crowd I mean they did a couple of new songs you know there was one I had no idea what it was I'm surprised they didn't play anything off Another World which is their latest release yeah see they're like still releasing albums too and everything Another World is great because I mean to me the lead-off song is called "Here The Summer Looks Good on You, and that would have been a perfect song to play at Memorial Day weekend. I mean, if that was me, I would have stuck that in the set. Well, but, when I played, when I saw and I met Duran Duran, which is a funny story. I love Duran Duran. But when they came out, this is at, this is at the casino, they come out and they go, oh, we're going to play a lot of songs from a new old master. Oh, don't worry, we're going to play the old stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, I have a couple. There's a Seven and the Ragged Tiger. That's a good, good album. And uh, I got the live one, Reno, something or other. And they were real. I think I, I think it was, I think Andy Taylor then wasn't with them. I think he was was there, but otherwise it was them. I'll tell you, I searched far and wide and finally got a copy of that damn Power Station album. Oh, I have it on the set though. I love that album so much. I mean, it's it's way overproduced, but it's a cool sounding. Production. Well, you I know, mean, one of my favorite drummers, Tony awesome. Thompson. Oh, yeah. The almost Excuse drummer me. for Led Zeppelin too. there. Oh, really? Yeah, what had happened was, this is, and it's another one of those stories. I know nothing today, folks, so I'm going to let him educate This is normal <laughs> for us. But actually, I actually have a guitar magazine where Jimmy Page talks about Led Zeppelin too when they were going to record. And the whole story, the latest Zeppelin books have it. Like around 1984, they got together with Tony Thompson. Okay. And they were going to, and it said it turned out like it was like curse, like Paige got into a car accident. Oh, right. And they kept, and they said that it was a weird, it was almost like more like a funk sound. Didn't he have something to do with, I'm thinking of Chester Thompson, never mind. No, but <laughs> but I guess they just decided to just couldn't do it. They just oh. they didn't mesh or whatever. Yeah. Because sometimes you get like a member in a band you know, like Bonham, you just can't replace them. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised, though. I mean, they could have probably gone on, but he was a big part of the A lot of it, too, is if you read those last, like, 68 to 75 or, like, the golden years, then all of a sudden all these tragedies happened to plant and everything. Right. So he was actually at the point, he wasn't going to leave, but and Bonham was talking about he wanted the next album after In Through the Outdoor to be really, really heavy. But, you know, for him it was sort of a relief. Yeah, because it was those weren't happy years or last like half of the decade. Yeah, I wasn't too crazy about Into the Outdoor. I, I never. I mean, I, it's a I, mix. It's got a good mix of different songs. I thought they ran out of gas on that one, <laughs> but well, if you listen to Coda, they ran out of more gas. Well, see, now I like that record. But I, I, like, I, I, I like outtakes and weird songs I like do that. Too. Poor Tom, that's a cool song. But also, too, you know, Paige says his favorite album's Presence. 
Yeah. I have that. That's good. Well, I have she, that on cassette. I always <laughs> laugh about that, though, too. That was like one of the least best-selling albums. Only sold seven or eight million copies. Yeah. Or, you know, or that, what is that obelisk? What is it? Could you imagine, though? Could you imagine, like, you go, like, with their, their old seven show, there were, like, 24 million requests for tickets. Yeah, right. Oh, it's like, wow. It's, like, insane. I saw where Billy Joel was, like, kicking major ass at Madison Square Garden. They just keep having them and doing having it. Them. That's what I, I guess one of my friends went to one, and he says what happens is they don't sell out ASAP, but they sell out. Yeah. And he's just going to keep playing them as long as they do. He said it's a really good show. I think it's great. He's close to home, you know. Hey, why not? You know? It'd be like those Vegas residencies, but that's cool. Yeah. Let's just play every... Uh, you know, six weeks or whatever. I, I found a really good VHS. Yes, folks, I still buy them. Um, Billy Joel at Yankee Stadium. An incredible performance. I mean, good recording, you know, nicely done. You know, it, it, very good, very good. Did you ever get anything on Laserdisc? No. I had a friend at the comic book store. He used to get He would say, and I love, like, finding lost things, like, for VHS, like, if we found tapes. He would say, like, if you went into, like, certain stores, way in the back, you would find Laserdisc tapes. Oh, wow. I've, I don't, what do they use? I didn't even, I never had one of those. No, me either. I, I found some good buys, though. I, I remember when we used to play in, like, uh, down the southern tier, we like, Dansville and a couple, and they used to have these little shops second-hand bookstore type, and they used to have old VHS and different things, and I found this cereal called the Masked Marvel, it's a Republic cereal, and it's it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool cereal, because you don't hear about that one too much, and then I found like the Dick Tracy things, which got me going on, on to that, and you know, it's, it's great to find those things. I love, that's like still, even like, you know, everything now, people just wanted. Now, like, you want to call somebody, text them. Right. You want something to go like Amazon, click. Right. But the old idea of the haunt was always such fun. It was always just go around. I know. Especially when something really, like, like book sales, anything. When something would just pop up. I found, like, at one book sale, they had a W.C. Fields President book. Oh, wow. Which is awesome. I have an album. I'm not sure where I got it. It's May West. And and W. C. Fields and they're both doing like their monologues and, and jokes and stuff and it's on a, it's on vinyl. The weird part and it's is pretty they, cool. They hated each other and like and if you watch the movie, you could see they're like almost they're really when they're doing their lines, yeah. they're not in the scene because right. they hated each other so much. Oh wow! And he, I remember like Fields with his usual snarkiness called her a plumber's dream girl. <laughs> he's great though. Yeah, he must have been a piece of work. He was like he's just like really great. Speaking of that era, have you did I bring this up last time that the the remake of Perry Mason that HBO a little boy I think we got cut off. At the oh end, man, that is such a cool. I mean that I don't like reimaginings a lot of times, but this one it's very interesting because he's kind of like it starts out he's kind of like this just this low life kind of de- detective bum guy <laughs> and. And he, I forget if he meets Della Streets or somebody helps, but they say, "Well, study up. They're gonna. Why don't you just go and be? You know, they're gonna give the bar in a, a couple of weeks." So he just kind of. I mean, back then, I guess you didn't have to go to school. <laughs> he just studied up, and he took the exam, and he got to be a lawyer. But but Della Street in this one is an aspiring lawyer. She's in a law school, and she's a lesbian. 
So they got that going on. And it's in the 30s, so it's kind of in the middle of the Depression. And there is a, a Fatty Arbuckle reference. I think we did mention that. And there's this guy, he's like a, some, he's like having trouble with there's a domestic disturbance. They go there, they take his shoes or something, and he comes running out of the house. And you can tell he's a big, big fat guy. So I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be Fatty Arbuckle. That's what I like, like in Legends of Tomorrow, like the one season that they, they went back and they, they met Ishiro Honda. Oh, wow. came from, I love like some of those like little trick like wrap round in circles where it turns out they travel back in time and they come up with something. Right. Because they come back, it's like the villains are back in the like 50s and he's got this idea for like a giant octopus. Right. And he gets the idea from them about a giant lizard. Ah. <laughs> it's like a Back to the Future with Chuck Berry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, kind of cool and everything. Who knows? I don't know. They always say, like, if time travel's real, though, where are they all? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, I know. Well, and then we, that brings us to the Flash movie. So, Oh, yeah. We, my God. I I read these things on Google. The, the movie hasn't even come out yet. And it's just like, oh, it's good. It's terrible. Ezra Miller's a freaking nut job. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what the hell... I don't know what the truth is. It's getting to the point now. What I is think, the truth? You know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people just want to dislike to dislike, though. I know. Like, Indiana Jones is horrible. Who's seen it? I know. You know, and everything. This is horrible. Nobody's seen the movie yet. We don't even yeah. know. The word troll comes to mind. But, you know, and it's like my, my uh, girlfriend's son. He's uh, 25. Yeah, happy and, birthday, too. Oh, yes. Happy birthday, Cody. And uh, many more. Get a job. Damn it. Okay, that being said. <laughs> Do a podcast, you'll never have to work again. That's right. You can be invisible, nobody will bother you. Um, you're in a nice padded room. <laughs> you know what, I never thought about that. That's perfect for us, if you think about it. It's like a perfect setting for us. <laughs> One day we'll go, the door won't you open. You can't hurt yourself unless you bang on the microphone. No, but, you know, and I read these things. Of course, I didn't know Ezra Miller was doing all this weird stuff See, in I don't Hawaii. Know, I heard he's like a sicko. Like, wasn't he like a... Because now they got the guy who played Kang, too, supposedly did stuff. John, yeah. whatever. Kang? Kang and uh, Kang the Conqueror in the oh. Avengers movie. They played in Creed Three. Okay. And then you don't... I mean, that's the thing, too. You don't know these days... Now these guys got issues. There's so many rumors, though, too. Yeah. You know, you don't know. You hear, like... One thing or another, but Ezra Miller sounds like a like a, what is he a pervert or a sicko or something? Right. Well, to bring me, I, I, that's why I got off track. So it's the carnival. My, <laughs> do, 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 do. No. So Cody, I asked him. Oh, I forget which movie it was. Was it a DC movie? Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, I didn't hear good things about it." And it's like, okay. Why don't you watch it? Black Adam, maybe. Black Adam. That could be, cause I it might have been. Because I, I thought Black Adam was okay. I don't get the... It was whole. standard. You know, it was by the book, but it was yeah. entertaining. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't, uh, you know, the greatest ever. But just that whole that whole uh, reasoning. Well, I didn't hear good... Th- well, I don't want to... You know, if somebody tells you... You know, the world is, you know, flat or whatever. You're going to just believe it? I mean, go see it. Make your own opinion or make your own judgment. You know, I, I just don't understand. My friend Marissa and I, we went to see Aquaman. And it was cool going with her because she does sort of design. And she would explain, like, 
the effects. Yeah. But she said it perfectly. So she said for Aquaman, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's not the best movie I've ever seen. Right. I liked it. And I liked it, too. And the effects I thought were kind of neat, actually. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the hair-waving and stuff. Yeah. You know, even if you go back and watch those Fleischer cartoons of Superman... There's a scene in there where he's in the water, and they have that going on. They have his hair waving around. I mean, they took so much attention to detail with shadows. and That's a big thing for me, like, shadows, just from like knowing a little bit about comic books. is you got to get the shadows right, yeah. because otherwise... Well, they, did, they even went so far as when he was moving across the room, the shadow would get larger and smaller. You know, like, like it would in reality. And you get like Ron Layfield with like he called it, they used to, the in joke he called the studio homage studios because they would just steal stuff right but <laughs> like you look at the art and they'd be like out of proportion but they'd always have like a body part blocked by a building so they didn't have to draw it or anything <laughs> yeah. there's of course something somebody said about the Jim Shooter Marvel years about how good they were that Shooter made sure the work was done. Right. Like, you were out monthly, uh, like you had a fill-in. Yeah, he was good. He he wrote a lot of the Superboy uh, syndicated... Legion of, Legion of Superheroes, too, I think. Yeah, but that's, remember the yeah. syndicated Superboy yeah. show? Yeah. He, oh, he wrote have, a bunch of those. Didn't they, have the, wasn't, didn't they replace the lead, the lead like, after a yeah. year? Yeah. You know the one that sticks out to me from that one is the Metallo episode. Yeah, that was good. That's the one that always sticks... Because I always wonder, like, in the old days, you didn't have the facts, so you really couldn't have the good Superboy yeah. <laughs> or whatever else. Well, from the second season, on the effects got better the flying things got better that Gerard Christopher was very good but I wonder like again like you know and I've never wondered this one about the adventures of Superman why didn't they have Luther I don't know. They had him in the in the serial. You know, so. and I wonder if they just said if the comic book just said let's not have him in there or something because you wonder if how much influence. You know, they never had, like, a main antagonist right. running through it. It was usually gangsters, always with that same guy. It's like yeah. Goon. Well, you know, because, I mean, again, that mirrored the radio show because it was Robert Maxwell and Bernard Luber, I guess. But Robert Maxwell was the producer of the radio show, so he brought that crime noir, film noirish thing to the television show. And, you know, it was 1950. So, how was that? You had a grand adventure. You were at the outlet mall. Oh man! So they have this store there. I mean, besides the clothes stores, which I bought a couple. A lot of people went there for the silver, too, like the 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 kitchen sets. Oh really? They had the steel or the silver. This feel like cow patties though. Still over there. Last times I've been there, I didn't see that. Oh, it always smells like cow patty. You know why you were? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like the beginning of June. Like if you're there in the summer, it smells like cow. I think I think I think there was one road we were on. It. Yeah, there was a little bit of manure going on, <clears throat> but they have this one store. It's a snack store, and it's like a snacks of the worldish kind of. Th- but they have the weirdest crap I've ever seen. I bought Lay's double bacon cheeseburger <laughs> chips. They have weird chips, man. They have stuff like. Lamb, curried lamb, and something, and 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 uh, you know, steak, and just anything you can imagine. But and all the all the writing and everything in the back is all you know, Japanese or because what it is, it's Frito Lay's oh, overseas deal. I've looked up some of those. And some it, of those it's are cool absolutely stuff. 
Because, like, it's weird. Like, Japan's, like, an awesome country and all this. But, like, how KFC became the go-to dish for Christmas there. Right. <laughs> yeah, they, they, it's weird how they'll take something and in the, in the process of it, taking it in and copying it or whatever, they add some unique weird thing. It makes it totally theirs. They, they always had, you know, cool. they always were big about, like, if you went to a movie and you taped it, like, videoed it, they, were, they encouraged it because they wanted to prove their technology. And right. They could prove oh, it. yeah, makes But sense. my friend Julie, Julia Weatherholt, she was in Japan for a month recently, and she said, you know, she said she gained so much weight from 7-Eleven sushi. Uh, <laughs> like, would you, yeah, I would not go, like, into that 7-Eleven on Monroe Avenue and no. eat, eat sushi out of that no. place. Ra, 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 sushi. No. You know that Quitters song, Midnight at the 7-Eleven? Yeah. I bet that's probably based on that one. Could be. Because those are the old days, some of those characters in there. But 7-Elevens used to be pretty skeevy. Yeah, I always, well, did you ever get mm-hmm. the cups, though? I used to get, like, the superhero cups and everything from there. I don't There's know. one on Buffalo Road. I used to get them from all. The time. I've got a couple of these giant thermal coffee cups. I don't have the lids, but man, these cups are the best. They're like 32 ounce coffee cups. Yeah, but then like too, like all those. I have those collected like hot stuff, Casper. Uh, <laughs> I have some. They're tumblers. all freaking lead. Though. <laughs> They're like the display purpose only. Yeah. One drink. <laughs> Imagine like what we grew up with, all the poisons and oh, stuff. My That's God. why we're still around today. No, my dad, my, I don't know, I know my dad liked to smell when I was a kid of turpentine. Oh, really? All, because he used to use turpentine, like, for painting a lot and everything. Oh, right. Now, you know, drinking pine salt. Yeah, <laughs> like my grandmother cooking with lard all the time. I love those old cookbooks for all it is. is like, lard. put a pound of lard, yeah. just, like, cook a pound of bacon grease. So, remember remember the line from the first, the Michael Keaton Batman movie? And, and uh, what are they seeing up there? Ah, they're drinking Drano. <laughs> I love that. I love, too, how he became, he's like one of the most loved Batman when everybody thought it was a joke yeah. when he was going to, he thought it was a joke. He thought when Burton got a hold of him, he wanted him to play the Joker. Yeah. And I actually saw that movie eight times at the theater when it came wow. out. Because <laughs> everybody, I was like the comic book guy, so all my friends wanted me to see it. Yeah, I I mean I thought it was great too. I didn't think he was gonna be a fit too, but then I was proven wrong. So, well, it was like they played it up where you had to show like the dichotomy, like you like you would think, okay, if you were like just pretend we were in Gotham, we believe Batman exists, and you were trying to be logical, you figure he had to have a lot of money, right? It's got to be loaded, and he can't be like this big brutish guy. You know, because it, it just wouldn't have worked out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's probably not worked. That's why he donned the costume and everything. So right. So scare people. But you figure the guy, okay, maybe like the Punisher, he was like taking money off crooks. But he had to be loaded. You figure, okay, maybe he had to go through something to become like this. So you look at the archives of Gotham. Right. Find out about Bruce Wayne's parents. Right. But, but you also think like. Some of those, like, actually Gotham Knights, which I really love. Like, That's a very cool, yeah. But, I like, the it. idea, like, if you lived in Gotham, he's almost like an urban myth to you. You know, if he's really real. Yeah. Have you seen Gotham Gaslight? Oh, that, Gotham Gaslight. That's Gaslight's. really good. I love those Elseworlds. Yeah. Those are all really fun. Yeah. But I wonder now if it's going to be like, you know, and I we're not going to review this if we go see The Flash. We'll review it. But uh, you wonder how, okay, what they're going to do, like, with, is it going to be a cameo by Keaton and Affleck or... They can have a big part of the story. I think he bumps Supergirl into them. Into it. I think he bumps into them on his way through the different time periods, and then 
There, I saw one clip where it looks like Keaton and him get together and try to team up to do something, but I'm not. And sure. I wonder what kind of villains they're going to have too, because they actually had Kronos is finally on the Flash series after all these. Oh, years. really? Yeah. I really liked that show when they had Reverse Flash and the last Mirror season, Did you see the last season yet? No. Meh. It's like, no. it's like what I think a lot of series, they chicken out at the finale. Instead of doing something really good, they make it like just sort of lame. Yeah. I I read an interesting thing on, uh, I was just doing some Google things and, you know, 10 best actors that played Superman or 10 worst, whatever. Well, this was uh, one about the 10 worst finales. There was, of course, the Seinfeld last episode, and and they, they just listed a lot of different shows where, where they and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They just, you know, where they just the, the last episode was just totally like deflating. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I think it's better if they just cancel the show because most of yeah. the best one ever might have been the New Heart one. Oh, I didn't see what, that. What happens is spoiler, but it's been decades. He wakes. He's in the hotel. They end the they end the show. They're sleeping. He wakes up. He's back in his seventies show. Oh and his, right! And his wife's like, "What's yeah. going on?" Oh, I had the weirdest I dream. Dreamed, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that was very clever. But like, my mom was a huge Magnum PI fan. Right. That finale sucked. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. See and they that. never revealed who Robin Masters was, oh. which was like the big thing for you know the big mystery. Yeah, they they drop the loose ends a lot. They they drop a lot of threads. Because you thought like John Hilleman's character might have been him, and they yeah. played out that he actually really is. But then at the end, he said he's not and everything. Oh wow! So he's like a secret. They never show who he is. Like he's the guy. That well, we never found out who Charlie was no. either for Charlie's Angels. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, they showed him. I know it was what was it John John Forsythe voice? With the voice, yeah. yeah. But we never saw. You know what? I haven't watched it in decades. But at Ollie's, I got the first season for like a dollar ninety nine. Oh wow! <laughs> I love like I think the Ollie's like by Jefferson's better now. They don't really have as much. But if you want to dig through like some really cool comics, go to Ollie's, especially right. especially when they have a discount. Yeah, I saw some of the graphic novels there that were pretty good. I just got one. Um, I've been reading a bunch of these other ones. I found one at Borders a couple of years back. It's a pretty big size coffee table book, but it's Batman the Warriors, so it's all stories from the 40s, and it's really good. One of my, like, wish lists is those Batman Silver Age comic strips, Oh but it's yeah. like it's mucho bucks. But the other thing was, I got one volume out of the library, and now this, the complete set's like this. Oh, wow. But the thing is, like, trying to read it was tough, just because the book's so big. I got a couple of those. I bought those at Borders. I bought the Superman... Dailies, and I think I got a Batman dailies too. They're long. They're long. It's actually a weird thing. Like we haven't talked about as much. Like are you, you've always been more into DC than Marvel, or are you like sort of a mix. Like what really was sort of like your first comic that ever got you into? Oh, but yeah, Superman probably. I think because I had a Seinfeld. I had a subscription when I was like. You know, was in you know what school. I have? You could have it. I have two of them. I've had, I actually have. It's been used, so it's clean. <laughs> I think it's Superman peanut butter. Oh, sweet! Yeah, that would be great. I got a Superman. It's like a a tin. It's kind of supposed to look like a phone booth type of thing, but it's like a it's like it's got a key and you can put stuff in it, and it's pretty interesting. I guarantee. I know. Like there was this guy at Empire Comics. He looked like Thor. He did, but he would come in <clears throat> every three or four months, 
and he would buy like a grand of the models. Wow. That's what he would do. He'd just grab them. But I remember like the city of Candor and Krypton. It was They were awesome. Wow. But I wonder if they ever had... I'm sure we could... I'm not going to look it they up. They had the Aurora models. I had a couple of those. Oh, they had a oh, Superman Aurora and Batman. Awesome. Yeah. So was, like, the best. But I wonder if <clears throat> they had like a Fortress of Solitude toy. I guarantee they did. I'm sure there I mean, is they one had somewhere. They Kojak games. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I just like to Google like I, online. I got I actually got spammed almost. I got one of the spam scams recently. I'll have to show you. I'll have to take a picture of it. My girlfriend's mom gave me... I don't know. I found it in the... Ba- I don't know. I think I was rummaging around because I do that. I look through people's stuff. Yeah, but did she ever <laughs> find the suit? The suit. You know, did she ever go through your stuff and find the suit for me? No. My secret's safe. <clears throat> we got like, you know... No, I, but love- she, she, I found this. Wait a I found this. We <laughs> let me I don't want to know. I don't want to know me. <laughs> she had this plate, like a dinner plate of Hopalong Cassidy. Oh. And it's really cool. And it's pretty old, I'm pretty sure. But it was cracked. So I took, I found some ceramic glue and I was able to glue it really good. I mean, there's just a really tiny, tiny line going through it. But man, it's so cool. He's sitting on the horse and it's it's like a, it's a drawing, lamp, you know, printed on. Uh, it's cool. My dad was a big fan of his. I'll tell you, I man. I like the Cisco Kid. I used to watch yeah. Cisco. Pancho e Cisco. Duncan yeah. Ronaldo. Pancho with his slaughtered English. Yeah. <laughs> See, all I, that stuff was a good fun, though. Where we went now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, let's went. Let's went. <laughs> let's went. Was a, so, that's one thing I've always missed about the comic book store is, like, we had, like, some lovable eccentrics coming in there. There was this one kid, he came, and we used to name, we nicknamed him Stephen Hawking's. Because the guy was, like, I guess, like, one of those computer nerds. Uh, he hacked through, like, a video game to another one. But he had this weird Spider-Man obsession. So all he would buy was Spider-Man. Right. But what he would do is he would come in. And you could see, like, he would wear the suit under his clothes. Oh, man. So he would come in. And I guess, like, he's not, like, the old, you know, which you would hear, like, in a movie. He, like, lived in his mom's basement. Right. <laughs> but he comes in and like we go around and he'd like he'd like get really close to you like when he talked to you. But like one of my friends like watching me like this and go, he's wearing it today, he's wearing it. Yeah. And look, he's got like the spider. <laughs> you know, that always made me wonder, didn't all these superheroes sweat a lot wearing two sets of clothes all the time? It had to be kind of... It was, like, weird, too. Like, I used to, like, for, like, sometimes, like, for gym class or, like, in school, if I went to a concert, I'd wear the shirt underneath my... You could see it. Right. So it was like, you have to wear dark shirts all the time. Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, it's just I'm going to a party (laughs) afterwards. Oh, this whole thing? But, no, I heard Into the Spider-Verse, I guess they saw the second one the other day, and he told me it was really good. So... I gotta go hunt, hunt up the first one. First one's really good, though. Peter Porker, the Spider Ham, rules <laughs> all. Now I heard my our good my good friend Mike. He saw it, and you hear about like those Apple Cinemas now. He's like a manager at one. You get to like they serve you dinner. <laughs> I've never heard of that. I no. guess it's a new. They were places called Apple Cinemas. I guess, like, there's a whole dining experience and everything there. It's getting to the point where, what are you going to do? Go to movies and, like, they bring you a menu and you sit there. And there are physical buildings? Like, he's, 
There's one in Pittsford Plaza. Huh. There's a whole. They're taking over like where the ant. Where the Regals passed out. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. I'm really don't go to, I don't go to movies that much anymore. I'm like become one of those. I used to, but yeah, I, they go a lot. I, well, I, I, I live go. like right. I could walk to the theater across the street. Last one I saw was Dungeons and Dragons, which was. I thought it was pretty, really good. It was actually. pretty good. It was good. You know, I love that too. Where like, I, you know, what a movie that actually like, a good example of that would be like you look and go, ah, this has got RoboCop, where it just looked like, come on, right, right. But every it was really good. I give it two fangs up. <laughs> you know. But now drifting, how was, like, now, unfortunately, you know, getting older is depressing because people are dying. But just a salute to my friend Lon who passed away. On a yeah, rest week. in peace, Lon. And that was a shock to me. I just heard about it. He had been, day. like, when I started working at the Crown, you know how bars are. They have their cliques. Right. You know, some regulars think they own the place. He took me aside, made me feel welcome, would ask me to come out. Maybe you want it to be nice to the guy who did the doors. <laughs> you know, and I was always really had got along good with. Any time I played there, man, you know, he that was floor, fun to talk though, to. I mean, that floor was like sometimes those early days. Because remember, yeah. I, I, you know, I can tell the story now because it's changed owners. Different, but I still remember like I used to love like working like the weekends. I would clean it and get like good money for like clean. Yeah. But like I'm going. <laughs> it's okay. They changed owners. You can't do anything about it. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen and. Sweeping and going, I look up. I'm like, nah, no. Where was this? In the kitchen at the crown. Oh, the, the crown. old crown. Yeah. It's gone now. Different owners yeah. have been dealt with, so there's no legal issue. Is that back the... when it was the big G? Yeah. <laughs> you go back. I look up. Nah, keep cleaning. I look up. What the hell? It's like a rat. He's <laughs> a bitch. Yikes. So I named it after the owner. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he was like he would like my friend Brian said that too. He came in from Florida. He almost said the same exact thing for me. Nobody, you know, people were sort of. You know, like I said people have their clicks, whatever else. You're a new person. Yeah. He would always say, "Hey, you want to go out? You want to hang out?" And, like he would introduce me. Right. You know, and in terms, he played for Slaco and probably his Rochester. He must have played for other bands. Yeah. Uh, and he played. You know, if it's your thing, it's like that death metal where he he's like the the typical guy you would imagine if you didn't know him. The dude in shorts playing bass with right. the beard, <laughs> who screams into the mic every now and then. Yeah. And if you like that kind of stuff, this stuff's pretty good. It's the, not really my type of music. The, but. the black shirt, the shorts, and the hikers. Yeah, the but, hiker shoes. <laughs> no, but it's like I always say, and it's like sappy. It's like I appreciate Greggy, and if I make fun of him, <laughs> yep. you never know. Yep. Like these days, and I noticed myself from a couple of years ago. So it's sappy, but I always try to tell friends I appreciate him because, like, I saw him a few, like maybe less than a month ago at Archive. We said hi. You never know; it's the last time. Yeah, and he was fine. I know. I was just there a few weeks ago. There was, like, my graveyard humor where I said, like, when I died, you know, you know, some days I felt lousy. That day I felt perfectly fine. Just throw a record so on me. So don't worry. Don't worry, like, if you feel lousy, but if you feel fine. It's like, the old, yeah. watch, out, watch the old Richard Belzer joke. Yeah. Like, oh, if you know, don't worry. Like, the mosquitoes, like, when you're, the mosquitoes that are really bad for you, they, uh, they buzz around, so you know they're not really bad for you. They buzz around. Yeah. But the ones that are bad for you, they don't. So if they're buzzing around, don't worry. But if you hear nothing, <laughs> <laughs> good one. You hear nothing. That's like I see those. A lot of these streaming ads are, are pharmaceutical companies, right? Ozempic. I keep getting those Woody ads. Oh, it's yeah, it is. It's crazy. But 
there's this one ad, I, I forget which drug it's for, but they list all these side effects. And then, you know, of course, you're thinking, well, if it does all these, it could do all these things. Why in God's name would you even bother taking it? <laughs> but then, but they go down the list and, you know, uh, diarrhea, rash, uh, problem swallowing, and feeling unwell. What the hell is feeling I've unwell? Seen I've seen ones that have said <laughs> side effect is death. Yeah. <laughs> but one of my friends is like, we all have that weird gallows humor. I, he, I know, stopped taking it then. He actually he took some kind of blood pressure medicine. His blood pressure had to be like, I mean, even you know, bad, bad. But he took this stuff, and he said, you know, but he would go, like, afterwards, you wouldn't want to be around him because of his moods. Yeah, oh, but, right. but he said, like, you would go out. He said, like, one drug he took, and then, he, but then one of my friends, he took, like, diabetes stuff, blood pressure stuff. He was glad to get the blood pressure stuff, because he said the, whatever diabetes medicine he took, it would give you a diarrhea. He oh, said, man. if you feel a twinge, no matter where you are, run. But yeah. then, he had, like, the perfect meld. He had, he had diabetes medicine that gave you uh, diarrhea. Then he had uh, blood pressure medicine that gave you constipation. So, it was, like, a perfect, perfect. mix. Like, but I see these, like, vertigo ones, anti-vertigo ones cause dizziness. Oh, Jesus. I've seen that. Yeah, I, I just I just laugh at the, the term unwell. I mean, that's, that could just about mean anything. <laughs> After listening to the show, you feel unwell. <laughs> unwell. The people that run the show are unwell. That's an actually interesting thing. Like, it's sort of how long you played. Like, my brother's band, New Math, they were releasing an 11... Hopefully we'll have like Roy and Gary on in the month ahead. That would so, be cool. That would be you great. know Roy's very up for it. I know Gary likes to talk. My brother doesn't, so I'm not going to bother. <laughs> <laughs> but and Roy's a good guy. We've uh, we've had some awesome nice guy. we've had some nice chats. And drum, Roy's drum never wise. stopped playing. He's like you. Yeah. Never stopped playing. And I could, you know, it's horrible how like I can't remember yesterday, but I remember when he came over my house, like 1980, and he looked through. I had a. I had like a magazine. I got it worldwide for the Stones show at Buffalo from nineteen eighty. He's looking through it. Wow! And now it's like, oh, but but isn't it weird? Now they're releasing. You could pre-order it. Eleven songs from the old days, like Die Trying, Can't Get Off the Ground, Angela. Wow! And they're going to play some shows this summer. Cool. And how does it feel though? It's kind of in a way. It's for me. It's like surreal. I'm just. I guess when you get older, too, and all these past years, the passage of time where I'm just thinking, that's like over 40 years ago. I know. I, you, I, what were you doing? Like, what were you playing like 40 years ago? What would you say you were doing? Oh, my God. What, what year? Make what, it up if nobody knows. What year was that? I know. It's like, it's like I, I, hate, 2020. Those, I hate those memes now okay. where it's like, oh, you saw this movie. Oh, this was 40 years. Your World War II was closer okay. to you than this movie. Ford, 19, like, 1982, well, 1983. 1982 and three. I was traveling around. That's when I was in like show bands and stuff. Because they became they you know they're one of the rare bands that changed their names. It's the same band, but they became Jet Black Berries. And I always wondered about that. And I asked my brother about it, and they sort of started off as like Eddie and the Hot Rods. And actually, if you read Greg Prevost's book, he's got like some nice parts about meeting Gary and how they helped the Kings get started. Oh yeah. And on his album, I didn't realize it's like nobody ever told me this stuff. <laughs> huh. Gary, now Gary, Gary who? Gary Trainer. Okay, I don't why know. Why do I shoot off names like people know him? Like I, well, him I don't know. know. I know Roy. But, but, you know, but it's like just strange. But they started off like more like an Eddie Hot in the Hot Rods. Okay. And I know Mike Murray said he went to see the Chesterfield Kings. They were, they were opening for New Math. He saw New Math 
he always says it changed my life. He ran down. Wow. But they were more like Eddie and the Hot Rods, that type of punk. And then they turned to Jet Black Berries. And how many bands do this when they change their sort of style? They became more like, people call them like. I like them. Yeah, but I don't. You know, psychobilly, no. I think they're more psychedelic. Yeah. But, yeah, but they became more, like, psychedelic, more key, like, organ-oriented. I thought they were good, man. That guy they had up front, John, something other. Kevin was, Patrick. John, you mean, you mean Johnny Cummings. On yeah. The yeah, he, yeah, that was a good Kevin's version of Kevin's one of, of those that, guys. Yeah. They're all friends. But you never get people, you know, and Greg, Greg Prevost is like this too a little bit, where oh. they just don't want to do reunion stuff. Yeah. They don't have any animosity. But for ever, any reason, it's like, this happened, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I, I could, I guess I understand that, but I don't have any situations in my particular life. Well, it's the only one I have at the moment. But <laughs> <laughs> that nothing, there's nobody I wouldn't want to get together with for any reason. You know, I don't have any problems playing with anybody. You're not like you never wearing Deep Purple, I take it. No. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure... There's, there's memories that are can be painful, and but you know if people change and they're not going to drink anymore or well, do I've whatever they. I've got like they, Ian you know. Gillen's book sitting on my shelf. I found a copy of it. Oh, nice! Uh, you could borrow it if you. I want. would love to. Yeah, but yeah. the problem is, like, I'm laughing too hard though because I figure, open it up, chapter one. When I came out of me mom's womb, uh-huh. me mom said. Your first words were Richie Blackmore is a oh god <laughs> chapter two Richie Blackmore's <laughs> chapter three Richie Blackmore's <laughs> yeah I but, can imagine I've heard see, a lot of things I read like I actually read uh, a Sabbath Mick Wall Sabbath book I could see why they didn't get along at all because I guess like Richie's Richie Ian was like a big prankster oh yeah I can't imagine like those two personalities like meshing right. You know, like, he's one of those guys, like, he would drive, like, your car into a pool. I don't think he'd be doing that with Richie. No. <laughs> but, see, I've always wondered about that, too. Well, I'm moody, and I'm this, and that. It's like, you know, why, why do people want to hide behind these weird things? You're, just say you're weird, okay? Number one. Your personality is sucks. I always go by, it's unless sucky. you met somebody. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. But what I've, like, in my own research about Blackmore... Part of what they say is like an image. He likes to make you feel uncomfortable. Right. But he's really, really serious about music. And, like, he hates people to come up to him and say, oh, you're the greatest, or I love it. Right, right. But if you came up and, like, you actually talked about music, you might end up talking to him. Right. Because that's what he really likes. I'm finding more and more, like, for myself, like yesterday at the House of Guitars thing, I had people were walking up to me. You know, I mean, a few people I I hadn't seen in a long time, and so I said, "Hey," and, but man, people are just talking to me, and like I'm saying, I don't who who is this? I did, I uh, you know I I mean so you know it's happens weird. Too much to me a lot, where I'll try to fake my way through because I know a lot of people. Yeah, and I remember like I'm I'm walking, I'm by the library, and I went for a little walk. I go down there. Somebody's in a car coming out of the street, and they say hi to me, and they know me, and gladly there's a car behind him, and he had to go. I had no idea. This is like when I was at the when I was at uh, Java's. Some guys waving at me and saying, "He looks sort of familiar, but I have no idea who he was." Yeah, I forget names sometimes, but I mean, I remember. I I know I know certain people, but apparently this one guy is a drummer and he subbed for me a couple of times with anonymous willpower, but I didn't know his name. So 
<laughs> that's like the House of Guitars was responsible for me cutting class more than any other place. I yeah. Go. Especially when I got my license, I would just like duck out, drive down to the hog, and go buy stuff and everything. Yeah, I went in there yesterday in between before our set, and I went upstairs and I looked around. Bruce was good, good to me as always. He let me have a couple of little parts. They always really... like they're always awesome. Whenever they see me, we always have like long conversations. Yeah. I said I'm playing later. He said thank you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> There's one he was like, he was talking to me about, and my friend Rob, you met Rob Mount, because Rob's like a collector of all. Right. Like, there was one where I was talking about when Ozzy appeared there with Motley Crue, and I remember like anybody who tried to go, the line was just I'll absolutely bad. Yeah. And then think about Motley Crue, then Ozzy. So you got these huge lines. Yeah, yeah. But Bruce, they had like some, Ozzy did something like Ozzy does. They had some kind of imported album. They banned here because he must have been like a naughty picture. Uh, but he got a bunch of them in. Now, Rob Mouse never even heard of that one. Huh. I don't, I'm not familiar with it. I am not either, but I just said next time I go down there, I'll ask him about it. Again. Yeah. But I love like some of the history and stuff. We should get him on the carnival. Yeah. I. You know, speaking of weird albums or different I found one on Amazon, and I thought, well, this sounds kind of interesting. It was a Grand Funk Railroad vinyl, but it was all, like, different live cuts. So what they did was somebody licensed probably all this. And so there's a couple on there from when they were on In Concert, the ABC In Concert show. So there's two sh two songs from that, a couple from this show, and, and a couple from that show. And, you know, so it's very interesting. And... and I thought it was, and it's like coupled with the organ player. And, and this is a, we're both, very neat. We're both big music files, obviously. That's a freaking audio files. Yeah. Idiots and centrics, but I actually educated Greg for once on a great musician. Yes. I can't believe he never knew about. Yeah. Well, that's what I love about music, though, because there's stuff that falls through the cracks that I have never heard of, and I actually got him with the one. Yeah, that was great. What Barrons Whitfield? Yeah, it's great stuff. Just like sort of a mix of of psycho country and and surf and it, it, it's very I'll be interesting. I'll concise and loquacious. <laughs> He's little Richard on speed. Yeah, more <laughs> I or heard less. Tom Cohen told me a story. He was screaming so loud one time he broke his glasses on stage. Wow, from screaming or they just like broke? yelling? He broke them. Oh my god! <laughs> like wine glass. <laughs> he is. He's like. You ever meet him too? He's like a ball of energy. I always say he's the one guy. If you go to one of his shows, you're tired from watching him. Right? How does he do it? No, he's like in his sixties too. Wow. Hey, watch it. <laughs> no, I was no, I was like, say it's a bug over here or something. <laughs> no, but I mean, I would. I mean, yeah, you're doing a lot of work, but you jump around like no, I'm not you'd be, you'd be <laughs> front men. I don't know. Front men have a, a big job, and people think, oh, they just stand there and sing. Well, not really. Colin Blundstone does, but he does it the right way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's great. But I actually watched. I found the Stones' final concert from last year's tour from Germany. You can find it. Oh yeah. And I want to watch it. They were good. They're solid. But I want to see what Mick did because Mick's like seventy nine. It'll be like right. eighty. She's like eighty. Like. Wow. But I want to see what he did on stage. You know, and he wears like a sort of a lame jacket. He's not looking like he's not trying to look like Marlene Dietrich. Right. You know, he knows he's a little. Keith looks like a guy on your bowling team. He's yeah. Right. <laughs> no, the rebel Keith Richards with his wife. But he goes. But he, you know, he's doing doing like he's dancing around, yeah. and doing stuff. 
I'd like to see him with Steve Jordan. I haven't heard anything with Steve Jordan yet. Well, I know he used to play. He played on a lot of keys to expensive winers and right. solo stuff. Because I think what they're doing when they have to replace somebody, they're sort of doing it in house where they know somebody. Because uh-huh. I mean, he he has played with Keith. But I still love that El Macambo thing. Still, I keep repeating on this show. Where I know I saw that. I was thinking about getting it, but like, you can, I can give it to you. Okay, <laughs> I'd love I to think, borrow it. I think they have enough money. <laughs> this isn't an admission. <laughs> but the, the introduction's great when he's introducing the band. He still, I said this many times because it's a favorite line where it's like he gets to Charlie. He's like, hey, Charlie Watts on drums him. Yeah. Charlie's a jazz drummer. He doesn't want to do this <laughs> for the money. But I have Watts on Scott. It's Scott's, Ronnie Scott's Jazz Club. Oh, yeah? You know, it depends. I mean, if you're into jazz or not, like some people. I have the Jeff Beck one from Ronnie Scott's. That's good. Yeah, I mean, Ronnie Scott's is one of those places I love to go. Yeah. And I think jazz lives, you know, you got to experience it like that way. Somebody gave me a bunch of those that they burned, like the Beatles rooftop concert. And the Ronnie Scott with Jeff Beck and uh, some Jeez. some other jazz stuff, like really good jazz Did stuff. Did you see Get Back? Yeah. What did you think of it? That was great. See, my view of, like, if you... I think it was very hey, realistic. Hey, is that Willie again? Hey, Willie. No, he's not here today. <laughs> <laughs> see if he's out by the he's dumpster. the liquor store. I'll go get him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Willie's awesome. we got to have him. Oh, by the way, if you haven't picked it up, that uh, Soul Rash album's awesome. It is very good. Yep. In, I like it. You get a living legend Willie on there who knows everybody. That's right. But the thing from Get Back, like, if you watch that... It's surprising. You know what's going to happen. Right. But it's almost surprising they're gonna, they break up. Yeah. But it's cool to watch their their uh, evolution with songs and how they're just, they're kind of just groping in the dark for a while. Well, here, I got a couple <laughs> ideas. No, but what I, and what I liked about it, it, it's just like every time I watch it, like Paul's playing something and he's yelling chords to the other guys. And I'm just like, wow, just like we do it. <laughs> you know. Like, we had that rooftop concert with Litvak on this show. Yeah. And I think Greg said, I think he's been featured on the Rumble. That's right. We think. I, can, I, I think can, so. I can confirm that. Yeah. I can confirm that. But, but thank you for whoever played some song that I played on. <laughs> <laughs> it probably was him. But it was really cool. And the thing was, like, George quits in the front. And Ringo yeah. saying, remember what Ringo said? We've been grumpy for the last 18 months. Yeah. But Ringo has a great sense of humor. He's on there dancing and goofing around. And I also like that the drum set he used on that thing with the double toms and all that. See, I love very mine. different. Hi. Hi. How was it? What? Everything okay? Not really. Oh. oh. In case anybody's not <laughs> not known, our engineer producer Andy Calabrese is. He's, we get people wandering in from, like, we had a regatta last week. They took us out. Ship, like. He's recovering from a shoulder wound. <laughs> Got to stay away from those drive-bys, hey, dude. Keep him behind the curtain. <laughs> keep him behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, you're going to challenge him to a push-up contest after we're done? <laughs> that was, like, one of the worst jokes ever in high school. Used to play on underclassmen where, like, there's this big guy. The one-arm boxing competition. big guy, Mike Hay. This guy, he was a sweetheart. But imagine, like, a huge, like, Andre the, you know, wrestler. Yeah. Sweetheart. But he could put it on. So he was in on the joke. Like, we'd go up to, like, we'd go up to, like, an underclassman and go, hey, 
go ask hey how many push-ups his dad could do he's really proud of his dad's fitness so he'd go up to him and he asked when Mike would get all red-faced and bang his locker. <laughs> go, you son of a bitch. My dad doesn't have any arms. Yeah, right. These kids turning white. They pulled that one on me in That's high school. That's always the one <laughs> thing we did, though, like that. Like, I always think back. We never did anything cruel, and we had fun. You know, yeah. we never, I mean, there's nothing I can look back on and go, I'm really embarrassed we did it or anything. It was on PC. No, sure. I mean, I just think <laughs> of, like, people now, the stuff, the names we were called. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, yeah. I think it makes you in a way tougher in a way because you're so used to being humiliated. <laughs> I just say bring back metal dashboards and be done with it, okay? Yeah, that would be cool and everything. <laughs> that would be really cool. <laughs> I don't know, but what are you like, what phase now are you sort of like, are you heading toward any different phase what you're listening to besides like? Um, no, just like I mentioned some of the that reissue stuff that I've been getting. I've been digging into those. And some jazz. I played the David Bowie Heroes album the other day. It was pretty pretty good. Um, the song I'm we're gonna play later here, uh, Mighty High and Dry. I went to their show, which I would very, have very gone good. to, but it was just that was unfortunately. I told Kyle that Lon had passed the day before, and I, yeah. just, I just couldn't bring myself to go into archive. Right. I, like, I'm trying hard to listen to different. Yeah, there's thing like I always say: if you're gonna go out, you're gonna see me. It's gotta be fun. Yep. Not going there looking around when you, where's my, uh, no, well, this is like. I got there and they made an announcement and I was just like, I was in shock sitting there. I was just, what, what, what? Because <laughs> I didn't even take a look at who was running the sound when I got there. Yeah. So that's how, you know, so that's, that's I just couldn't do it or whatever. But another thing, we're like geeks, like on all the stuff or nerds or whatever you want to call us. Like Greg's pay, you find this, we find this DVD, this old cartoon. Great stuff. Oh, you know, I got to let you borrow sometime if you have a VHS player. <laughs> These old, the old Marvel animated, where they just took panels of comic oh, books. I think those are awesome. I have one. I have an America Iron Man. Those Iron Man, yeah. Iron Man. I, used to, I got home from school, and I still think those are awesome. They are cool in a way. They're very retro-y, you know, simple. I like retro-y in a lot of ways. Yeah. You, know, you ever see the Moby Dick cartoon? No. It's like, I think his name's, it's like, it's one of the weirdest combinations. It's like Ator from the center of the earth. It's like this Conan Barbarian and the Moby Dick hour. Where now Moby Dick's a good guy. Wow. <laughs> I, I gotta I'll start send you watching. a clip of that. Yeah. I gotta start watching because I buy these, I never watch them. I buy these like, you know, 100 greatest cartoons things. And, you know, just because they got weird characters in them, you know, I mean, I've been watching some of that. Some of the weird stuff, like Felix the Cat, some of the early I Felix the Cat. I got Jabberjaw recently. Yeah, that's weird stuff. No, but like uh, the Popeye, now how are the, I I want to go on to, I finally got like the 33 to 30, the, the great set, it's awesome. Yeah. How are the 40s? Different. Are they not stereotypical though, like war stuff? It's all, almost all war stuff, yeah. And he's got the white suit instead of the... Yeah. Blacks, but dude. he was based on a real guy, a Polish guy. Was he? Yeah, he's like based on a real Polish sailor. Wow. You know, which is, like, interesting. I just found that out, like, this year. In the comic strip, he was really, like, like ugly. I mean, he, he he was a... They 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 changed his personality a little bit. Well, they say yeah. the Seeger cartoons were, like, the Popeye movie Altman did. Yeah. He really went with them, and they're a lot different from, like, the strips and stuff. Right. I still like that movie. It is like, interesting. I watched about weird, half of now, it. Now, there's a musical for you where you got to get into the weird vibe. Of yeah, the but they movie. don't seem to overdo it. 
with the music. You know, I, I no, watched like the, half of it. The only it, thing so. I don't like is the trope. Like he get like how he hates spinach. Yeah. You know, the hero who doesn't like something. Yeah, and then he has to like it or gets to like it. Yeah, like that or whatever else. So what are you, like, doing now for, like, you've been playing with Brian a lot. I see he's got a happy hour coming up in Abilene. Yeah, we got that. Uh, and I think that's, I forget when that is. I think um, it's the 14th of July. Yeah, it's in July. we got a triple header in July. We've got that. We've got two steel rail shows on the 16th or 17th. I mean, that whole weekend, we got three three things. We got, like, gig every day. So That's the thing like, about summer, though, is it's, like, so much. It's, like, so... I know. It's the typical problem that they do here. They you know, it is. It's, like, I saw, like, there were a couple times just, like, four different shows the same day. I didn't even go to Lilac this year. I just have no desire to go to these things anymore for some reason. I don't at all. I saw Michaela there. It's the last time I'll ever go to one just because I don't, like... I got nailed. Like, I was telling Fran, I was telling Adriana afterwards... We were hanging out, weren't we? Because I got hit with this cloud of pot smoke. Oh, yeah. But I was parked on south and walked. Right. And it was, I just don't like these big festivals or anything. Yeah. You know, Jazz Fest will do fine without me there. Right. I mean, you know, you just get tired of the crowds and you get tired of waiting for stuff. Parking. And, and, yeah. I mean, it's it sucks. But, you know, you do enjoy, one once you, in a you while. You know, that's the big thing I say. If you, you know, it's not like if we don't like doing it, you can do it if you enjoy it. And, I mean, basically, even today, we're thinking about going to, what's that, con- Concert on the Bluffs oh. to go see the Bacon Brothers today, Kevin Bacon. and I mean, we still might go. I mean, the show's not till 5, so might, we might, know. Sti- might still well, do like that. It's like I went to Fairport Canal Days last year, and I literally got the last parking spot in the park, or I just would have left. So, are there two different things? There's Canal Fest and the Music Fest. There's two different ones? They're all, like, you go down there, there's the festival, but you look at a... There's, like, the little maps there. There's all these different, like, my friend Casey, hopefully, will be back again. She's playing with a band called Bootleg Hooch right now, and they played at, like, a wine and cheese bar. Oh, yeah, that's so a big go, one over there. Like, the Andy Super Trio played, like, by the railroad tracks last right. year. But, like, then the Mighty High and Tri were playing at the little brewery. You look on the map, and it's all these clubs and stuff for the Yeah, I know we're playing Fairport Brewing Company on one of those dates, and then we're playing Smoking Hot Chicks the other so we're doing two in one day. We got Nate Coffee playing bass on those. So that was very nice of him to join us for that. We're all interlapping on all the oh, shows man. and everything. Well, people are busy. They got they're in a lot of bands and you know, I remember when I used to be in a lot of bands and I got an amazing amount of crap for it. And now it just seems like the the norm and nobody's nobody seems to yell at anybody else. I'm the only That's one that the got hollered. Thing, at. And maybe I'm wrong like when I grew up like with my like new math and all those I remember, like, then, and I, could, I was a kid, so I could be wrong. You were in a band, you were in a band. Right. Now, everybody's doing five or six bands. Well, the, because if you want to play a lot, you have to. Alex Cote, just Mighty High and Dry, Danger Bird, uh, and Michaela Davis. Wow, I didn't know that. At least, and I think, jeez, I've seen him thousands of times. I don't think he plays on the television areas with them. I don't think so. Is that the bass player? Alex? That would be huge. Like, he plays guitar in Mighty High and Dry, otherwise he drums. 
Oh, really? Yeah, but I know it's Trevor Lake, Austin, and wow. Brendan in the television areas. I got to bone up on this stuff. You are teaching me a lot today, sir. Yes, but that's, <laughs> but like, but I'm thinking like Michaela is touring all over the place like this year, so you figure you got to get a fill in. Yeah. Stuff like that, but I can't. Like, I always wonder: Do you ever go on to like play the wrong song from the wrong band when you started? I've played the wrong endings. <laughs> oh, shit. Does anybody know though? <laughs> no, but you start to go to the run. You think the song's gonna end, and they go around another time or something. Or that's the one thing know. too. Like, you keep up like now what's going on in comics. Like now, the new stuff. Are you bothered? I don't bother with yeah. it. I, I I don't like the art for for one reason, and there's too much of that. You know, two pages of nothing, but. That started because of image you know, with the splash covers. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really want to watch a bunch of... I, I want to see a story. I want to read dialogue. You know, I, I like that. Yeah. I actually found, like, those good Batman... I'm pretty covers. sure they do that for people that don't speak English. Speaking of Batman <laughs> well, it's a visual art. I know. <laughs> but I was kidding. And there are. When I was in Poland, I actually bought a copy of the Batman movie in Polish. The oh, wow. Comic book. <laughs> Which is awesome, but like I actually picked up the Batman cartoons from the seventies with Bat. They got Batmite in them, but it's Adam right. Westenberg. It's actually the real. Oh, from, yeah. I watched Batman versus Two Face the other day. I, that I have awesome. that. It was good. Wasn't, it, wasn't that the last thing they ever did before he passed away? I think so. Because you can hear it in his voice. His voice is a lot lower and rougher. And another one, like for crossovers, if you could find the comic book, it's cheap, but. Uh, Batman and the Avengers, Steed and Peel. No, and it's you can get it even at the library. It's the way they do the art and the characters. And the best part is like Robin's all blubbery about Mrs. Peel and all. Wow. Like golly gee, I'm all shy. Yikes! <laughs> but it actually I'll works. Check that out. And then there's some like other ones they did, like Batman meets Captain America, where they played it like the old characters. Oh. So it's again, it's all Robin going, gee whiz. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know why they did a Rainbow Batman in the fifties? No. There's a really weird explanation for that. Remember Batman with his rainbow suit? Yeah. Okay, you'll never. This is like what I finally found out why. It's a strange explanation, but it makes sense. Okay. Okay. There's a storyline. Robin injured his shoulder. Fitting, right? All right. Uh, Batman did the flashy costumes to take attention off him so the bad guys would be more... Oh, my God. Him. See, there's a method to everything. Wow, that's a stretch. But, yeah, because... Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, Batman in space, Batman underwater, and, you know, all that stuff. Well, that was the 50s. There was, like, all right. the wacky uh, stuff and everything. I mean, Superman, they did the same thing, you know, Super Horse and all this crazy stuff. All the pets, like, and everything. I did not watch that movie at all. No, I didn't either, but all, like, the super, uh... Like, I remember there was, like, Ace the Bat Hound. <laughs> yeah. Well, they still have that, sort of, in the Batman Beyond. The dog is there. They just don't call him Bat Hound. Yeah, but Ace or whatever, like... Yeah. It's like the the wrestler, the masked superstar, who had a cat called the Masked Meow. Who also <laughs> wore a mask. Oh, my God. Can you imagine getting a cat out of this? <laughs> But I think they're going to lock us up in the pad itself. We go on the way we're going. Yeah, we already are halfway padded in. All right, well, so yeah. it's been fun as yeah. always. It's been, you know, thank you for coming into our demented minds. For I, ho a little I while. hope you've learned something of absolutely no value yeah. today. And we have coming up our good friends, and hopefully they'll be at Alyssa Trans going to be back in town playing at B Side in a few weeks. And I want to all hear all about her. She saw Taylor Swift. 
Loves Taylor. I want to hear all about that. Our friends, the living room. Frank's been on. He has been on. Maybe we'll drag Amber and Eric on. They're playing first time ever. They're playing at Skylark on the seventeenth. Okay. Which I wait. They're playing with the Chores, and all I know about the Chores is Ben Mori produced their album, so they got to be good. Uh. Now I wish the show wasn't so late, but what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> you know? There's a lot of stuff. You know, I suppose what you can do in the summer, pace yourself. Want to go see it? Go see it. Yeah, you know, we the, like the cheap trick thing was our big excursion weekend. You know, it to me it just felt good to get away, just to not be in your area for even for two three days. Then you come back and, you and then do be, a couple, maybe one a month or something. And you want to be at a concert where they don't pull you out and make you guest play, right? Yeah, <laughs> and everything. Yeah, else. I never mind that though. <laughs> for cheap trick, that would be. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. And I got to say, man, that Drex Nielsen is a really good drummer. He's got that style down. I like I mean, that they kept it. They didn't have any problems with Bonnie. I think he just retired. Yeah, which and awesome. they did have another guitar player, and I believe it might have even been Robin Zander's son. Yeah, because I think Peterson, I think he's got an unfortunately health No, he, well, he was there. Well, he was there? Yeah. I know he's had some health issues. Yeah, Robin Zander's son, I think he's released his own, he's released album. And he sang a song. He, I mean, he's a good musician. I was actually thinking of that 80s stuff, like, if you want my love, I've got that yeah. stuff. I forgot all about that, like, she's tight. They did that, that one. Because that's, that's like, the show I yeah. when they played, like, Day Trip with Rick and his guitar, like, yeah. twice of the Beatles and everything. I noticed that Rick Nielsen doesn't play quite as many leads as he used to. I think, I heard some rumors that he can't play as well as he could before... So maybe that's why they got the other person. And they're still going though; they're still rocking away. Yeah, like, man. VR and everything. It, so look forward. Uh, to that. Xander still sounds like great. So very cool. But we have uh, the Mighty High and Dry. We put on a great show, which is awesome. Yeah, they were very, and very good. We'll get Kyle and Alan on here sometime. I'm not sure which song. We'll I, get, I, yeah, we have a. We're not going to leave you high and dry. But we're gonna just pick one. We're gonna leave the, you mighty, mighty happy. Yeah, so, mighty happy to pick out like a random song from. The, I, I think it's called Little Red Dress or something. It's their new. It's their new. You know, pick it up CD album. It's live. Yeah, it's very good. So it's cool. Really good. And until next time, Elvitas and Gazuntite. <laughs> Watch those allergies. Goodbye now, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, did we have a proper mm-hmm. ending? See ya. <laughs> <laughs>